Welcome to the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host here on the show. My name is Colton G. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Katie and Michelle of Like a Motorcycle. Of course, before I go ahead and do that, I want to thank everyone who went and checked out last week's episode of the DTP. That, of course, was my conversation with Derek Sharp, the longest tenured and current lead singer of The Guess Who. I also want to go ahead and thank all of you who went and followed the Desert Tiger playlists on Spotify There's a lot of great music, some great rock and roll, some punk and hardcore, and a great rap and hip-hop playlist on there as well. I have a metal one that I'm going to be rolling out very soon, and then I have one that I call Northern Lights. It's going to be a lot of Canadian feel-good music, so keep your eyes open for that. If you haven't gone and followed that, or if you haven't even subscribed or followed the podcast yet... Why don't you go ahead, take a moment, give it a follow. The beautiful thing about podcast apps is they run in the background, so you can totally get all of that done while you're listening to great programming like the Desert Tiger Podcast, where we talk to great musicians, artists, athletes, and all sorts of things, including this week's guest, Like a Motorcycle. Like a Motorcycle is a melee attack with a soundtrack. A hurricane that looks to create controlled chaos and leave everything on the stage everywhere they play. With the sound that commands the attention of seasoned punks and young rebels alike, the Nova Scotian four-piece are building a reputation worldwide of show-stealing, hard-partying, and punk rock antics. I had the chance to speak with Katie and Michelle, who respectively play guitar and drums and both also do vocals for the group. We discussed the group's music, how their touring situation is, seeing as how they're from the Maritimes, which is quite a ways away from any other major Canadian city, With that being said, though, Lamb has toured in Europe a couple of times, and we're going to discuss a few of those travels, maybe a little bit of security issues, maybe something got accidentally snuck onto a plane at one point. So we're going to hear about what Katie and Michelle did in that situation. We're going to discuss the band's future recording plans they have. Well, they actually have already been in the studio. I have no idea where that process is, but you can expect new music from them sometime in the future, and we're going to talk all about the plans for that. Where did they end up recording it? Who with? All the juicy juice on that one. And we're going to discuss all sorts of other things. Cannabis statistics energy drinks, and why everybody needs a good Dave. All of this and more in my conversation with Katie and Michelle of Like a Motorcycle. And just because I said that they haven't got around to releasing their new music yet, that doesn't mean that we can't go ahead and go back to the group's 2016 EP, High Hopes, something that we also discuss in today's conversation 
for a few tracks for this episode because you know that we love to get you hyped up, get you in the mood, give you a little bit of an introduction to who our guest is. So, of course, we are going to be playing you two tracks today off of High Hopes. And this song, just like High Hopes, just like this band, well, it's a punk one. Two of the members of Like a Motorcycle. How are you? Please introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, please. Hello, yes. <laughs> um, I'm Katie. I play guitar. Sometimes they let me scream and growl and stuff in the background. Yeah, let you. I'm Michelle, and I play drums and sing mostly. 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 I sing a lot. What else do you do? I play drums, and I sing in the band. <gasps> 
play drums and you sing. Yeah. All right. Yes. Drink. Yeah. Sugar free though these days. Yeah. She had to get on the sugar free because the normal Red Bull makes her really angry. Nah, I, it's not like a proven fact, but like I, I just assumed. So yeah. <laughs> It's it's kind of weird how it's you know all these different ingredients to make you hyped up, but the sugar would be like the one thing. But I, it makes sense though. Sugar is a pretty hard drug, so like, <laughs> think about it. Ah, apparently you can get addicted to it. Sugar I mean, high. It's super hard That's to get a, off of, like yeah. to actually like cleanse yourself of sugar, get it out of your diet. I don't That's know. Tough. Who We're knows? There, Who knows? Yeah. Either way. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about the. And how did Like a Motorcycle come together? Were you playing in different bands beforehand? What, what is the story? What is the back tale? Um, I like his enthusiasm yeah, a lot. Yeah, you're very enthusiastic. I like you're it. Like sleepy stoned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Michelle, you should do that first. Um, I joined, I, jo- I hopped on afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so we've been a band for like, what, six years altogether? Maybe? I don't know. Who cares? Um... There's been a couple lineup changes, but it started with Kim and Jill, and they played opposite instruments. Kim used to play guitar, Jill used to play bass, and they're like, why don't we just switch and see how this goes? And they were way better at the other instruments, and then they gave me a call. Not really a call. I saw them on the street, because they lived across the street. <laughs> they catcalled you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were, they wanted me to play drums for them, and like do this thing where I sing and play drums for them. <laughs> but I was in a bunch of other bands, just playing a lot and I was kind of busy and I was like I guess yeah I'll give it a go I'll see I'll see if I can fit you into my fucking schedule <laughs> and, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> and but then like we jammed and it was awesome just because they you know it's not like the other bands didn't really let me sing a lot but they were just like you're gonna we're gonna make you do this and it was cool because I hadn't really explored that much like I I enjoyed singing and playing but they kind of brought it out a bit and uh yeah the three of us played for a couple years and then we met katie just through the scene who played in a bunch of awesome bands that we really liked and (laughs) i think initially it was like we were gonna if we toured and for some reason jill yeah our our old bandmate jill she's we're still really good friends with her but she just like hated touring and stuff like that (laughs) like she just like homebody she like settled down and got married and uh, eventually left the band a few years ago to kind of live that Comfy home, pajama, fucking awesome life, pay your bills life. But yeah, it was. I think originally it was like, in case we need someone to go on the road, Katie's an amazing guitar player and an awesome artist in the city, and we're friends with her, and also I was dating you at the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we jammed, and I think we just ended up adding you to the band, and we're like, we sound bigger where we were getting bigger gigs yeah it was like first jam i think we were just like oh two guitars yeah okay and then it just, it just made sense yeah. you know i don't know why mm-hmm. we thought being a three-piece was going to be the best thing at the time but <laughs> we were starting to play more and like bigger shows and i think like sh- very like shortly after you joined the band we had that big show with pop explosion where we opened for against me who was one of your favorite bands yeah. and it that was just, pretty cool for me it was yeah, yeah. i almost vomited the whole day yeah it made sense <laughs> i was very nervous oh i, I know that feeling <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i still get like that we were on tour with the headstones in oh december and it was like a really big show and i would just like went out and tuned and i would just like walk back in the green room i was like one second please and i would just it's green though it's, it's like, it's like this, this tiny little like with a leather couch and a table <laughs> with like 
fucking salsa and chips and dip and like just this shitty little plastic garbage can with no bag in it. And Katie's doing this thing where she gags and it's like, I, it's a common thing. I get thing. their nervous gags. Yeah, I get them all like, the time. We've all been there. But it was like more of a dry heavey, like dry heavey. <laughs> dry heavey Is that? Yeah. I don't know. But, and then she eventually just like picked up the garbage can and puked into it. Again, yeah. no bag in this garbage can. Small, tiny-ass green room. and like <laughs> It wasn't my finest moment. Yeah, you did it yeah. a couple times, and we were kind of like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Dave she... was just laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah so Dave. Dave was laughing. Okay, yeah, yeah, back to the story. Back to the story. <laughs> Jill, we did a bunch of touring, like, Germany and, like, overseas and shit, and Jill, like, just was getting to the point, like, where, again, the settling down and all that, and that's, you know... There's no hard feelings for leaving the band at all. Well, it's touring is yeah. a different beast entirely exactly. from playing local shows. It's some people just aren't built for it. Yeah. We were talking about that this morning. We're like, you have to be wired a certain way to really enjoy yeah. being like, on the road for a long period of time. I love it. I'm like, I'm fucking into it. Yeah. I feel displaced everywhere, so I might as well actually be genuinely displaced. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in my just, element then. Yeah. yeah. So. Constantly live in that <laughs> space of chaos. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Why not? Why not? Right? Just trying to keep your clean laundry separated from your dirty laundry. Yeah. That's the only thing. Get so anyways, safe. Jill like officially told us. She's like, I'm leaving this time. And we're like, well, I mean, bummed in a way because it's like you're lo- losing someone who's been in the band for so long and you're used to that shit. But I feel like we were in this weird point where we knew we had to write a new album. We were trying to like write new songs and like, I don't know, the fire wasn't there for a moment. Yeah. And then this happened and we we're just like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> we also had a fucking two-week German tour, totally booked and lined up. And this was, like, November. It was a few months before this. And our tour was in January. So we were like, we need to find someone. And we're like, we'll just get, like, a really good guitar player to come and, like, just we'll pay them to be a session player if we have to. Yeah. But then we're like, well, why don't we just try and replace her with someone? And, like, this whole girl band thing was our thing for a bit. Like, we never really were like... We oh. hated being called a girl band. Yeah, it was always the question <laughs> that we would get asked during interviews. It's like, what's it like being a girl band? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we never really pushed that fact. We're a bunch of yeah. women, yes, but yes. like we're also really good yeah. musicians. And if you like our music, then fuck yeah, let's do this. Or alternatively, mm-hmm. if you only like us because we're chicks. Well, fuck that. and, yeah. and uh, I hate people who specifically will go about that and it's like oh i love female fronted yeah. bands. we and were it's just like yeah. okay what like it has to like is it specifically there's only the yeah. one girl in the band that makes you like it is it the fact that she's only singing in the band yeah. is like if she was playing a different instrument would you find her less qualified to do her job like, it's just all bullshit it's, it's like just post it's just yeah I you're just, musicians yeah exactly so we were but we were faced with this like this weird situation where we're like you know there's not a ton of female you know, punk rock guitar players well, on the East Coast of Canada. And I mean, there's like, so, there is some, I but mean, they're if you all want to doing. Play indie, yeah, 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 everyone's sure. doing their own thing. All over there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are a lot, there are like some fucking awesome, you know, girls in the city that are just like are killing, killing it, like Kayla and fucking Heather and like, fungus there's just, man. yeah, the, oh yeah, Viv and Fungus. Anyway, there, there's a ton of that, but it's like everyone has their own projects. It's like no one's going to drop yeah, shit like, just to like, to like come globetrotting with us. Yeah, it's a um, pretty big ask. Yeah, so we just like, we're kind of thinking about guitar players that we really admire in the city and Dave Casey, he used to be, have a band called Glory Hound. I don't know if you knew those guys. I don't or, know if I've heard of them. Yeah, just like, you know, rock and roll band. 
he's just a sweetheart. We've known him from, from around for a while. And yeah, like we, we weren't really friends with him, but we knew him in the scene. Yeah, and we admired nice him. Yeah. He's like a sweetheart. Uh, and we just were like, well, let's just see. Like, he, he could pick up the songs in no time. Like, yeah. he's got his his own band, Glory Ham. Like, maybe he'll want to come to Germany with us. And yeah. we sent him, like, a Facebook message. Just like, hey, dude, want to go to Europe? And I think it was, like, 45 <laughs> seconds later. You're just like, yep. <laughs> and then we started jamming with him. And... Oh, he's just—he's the best guy in the world. He's—he's he's fucking wicked. Um, and the it just—it was, was just perfect so though too. Natural. Because his band, Glory Hound, was like they were breaking up. Breaking and we up. had no idea. Oh, Literally, like the really? week we yeah. asked him to do this, because like that was our only worry about him doing. Because they were—they would do big tours and shit. Like, mm. They were doing shit. Yeah. And yeah. So you're just, you're worried that he might have commitments of his well, own. And, I mean, yeah, and or his band would be weird about him. Going, I don't know. Who knows? Sometimes Who it happens, knows? right? Yeah. We and like I, to think of everything and make ourselves crazy anxious. And yeah, we like so to get really anxious about every things. possible situation really? that will yeah. never come up, <laughs> just in case you have to deal with That's it. That's my specialty. I'll think about this when I wake up at 5 a.m. and do that for a few yeah. hours like I do every day. Um, but yeah, we just like, we took him. He learned the song super quick. Yeah, we played one show in Halifax before yeah. we left for this German tour. And we were driving down the Audubon on our way to like our second show in Germany and like... Uh, we're all drinking a beer. We're all drinking a beer in the back, and he's in the front. He's like, guys, I... Because originally we were just like, try it out. If you want to do this with us, that'd be awesome. Like, we'd like to write with you, too. Like, but no that's how we work in this band. Like, yeah. It's not like, you play this. It's like, we want to write an album, and we want you to be part of it, too, if you're into it. Like, it was like us trying to be... We were trying to play it really cool. Yeah, like, without begging him. No pressure, but please. No, it would be good. We hoped it would be a good fit, mm. I guess, in general. But, yeah. like, we're driving down the Audubon, and he's just like, guys, like, I can't remember exactly how he said it or what he said, but... I really want to be in your band. Yeah. <laughs> or something, it like, adorable, like, something to that effect. And we were just, the three of us, Kim, Katie, and I in the back, and we just were, like, yeah, so excited. And, like, we were with our old manager, John, and he was in the driver's seat, and, like, a single <laughs> tear streamed down He almost side. put us out the road. <laughs> he's like, that crying. was such a beautiful moment. And we're like... It really was, cause like, and it's been perfect ever since. Like, yeah, and that fire I was talking about earlier, like fucking, yeah. he just, him coming to this band and writing with him has been amazing. And I don't know, I really don't know what would have happened if all of that didn't happen. If we didn't find our Dave. Yeah. I hope everyone finds their Dave. Yeah, you need a good Dave. For those of you listening, you'll you'll find your Dave someday. You There's know. A lot of Daves what do you need your Dave for? Do you need a musical Dave? <laughs> Do you need a love, Dave? You'll find your Dave. You you got this. Whatever it is. So this is, and that's where we're at in life right now. With <laughs> this band. Your Dave, yeah. for, who's a solid shoulder to cry on. Yeah, is really. Pretty tall? Like he's, he's very tall. Sit Dave, down and then we yeah, can cry Dave on his shoulder. Dave, who is really good at barbecuing. <laughs> right. I mean, there's all sorts. Yeah, of maybe you need a culinary Dave. Maybe you need a, a car Dave. A yeah, Dave, yeah, he does. He drives us around a lot, which is nice, because Jill couldn't drive, so we did a lot of driving. <laughs> fuck you, Jill. Yeah, fuck you, Jill. I'm going to send her this as soon as it airs. We love Jill. We love you. Uh, that's awesome. Jill was a part of the first album then. Yeah. Yeah, High Hopes. Yep. Okay. And also, we did have like a couple EPs before that. But before I was High in Hopes the band. was like our first like, full-length sort okay. of situation. So, having her along for the ride from there and then you guys we've discussed beforehand let's release that now you guys are <laughs> recording right now so yeah how has the band progressed having lost that one member and then adding on a member that you guys feel has strengthened 
the group? <laughs> like, how has the band progressed as a whole? Well, this this album's kind of funny too, because like even High Hopes, like that was half written when I joined the band. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, this, this is the first full album that I'll be yeah. like writing as well with the band. So it's yeah, there's a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I guess uh, our sound has definitely changed a little bit. I think we've settled more into like it. Yeah, it's changed, but like. It's like catchier, but it's like louder at the same time. It's not as grungy. Yeah, like we'll show you some demos, but you fuckers like, out there have to wait. Just like we didn't have like a t- like fucking Dave can rip. He'll rip fucking solo. Yeah, I like, kind of stepped like, back into yeah. rhythm from like lead guitar. I was just like, like, Dave, you're better at this. You do it. Yeah. And we kind of trade off a lot, but man, he just fucking full blown melter solos. Just like we're really talking Dave up. We are. Kelowna. He's really not that great. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, he's, he's actually really bad, and we just like try and make him feel good about himself. Come on to the show yeah. tonight. It'll be super sloppy. Keep saying it, it'll be true. He's you playing like a Fisher Price guitar. Them, like, <laughs> participation trophies and everything. Like, good job, man. You're doing great, honey. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd he joined the band. It's better than it ever was. I think. Yeah, I feel but like also, it's a little more. We've all kind of settled more into. A sound. A sound, or, really. I'd say that's the biggest change is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that. I'm hoping it goes well. I think it's. I, I, I really think that people are gonna <laughs> like these songs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they're, they're definitely more accessible to everyone. I guess they're not as like grungy, but. Yeah, they're somehow catchier, but they're also somehow a lot louder. So I don't know what, what that means. It, it yeah. can mean a lot of things, right? <laughs> uh, one, once you hear it. They still have some dirt, but it's like the good kind of dirt that's like easy to clean up, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> easy to clean up. Not like dust. It's like, soil. Sort like of that hair. grungy, not overproduced. Like big, gar- yeah. big pieces of Sound. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's big pieces of garbage. It's not like confetti. <laughs> Just not like confetti. Big, big. All rolled up pieces yeah. of Large confetti. Newspaper. Large confetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw those tiny little streamers. Yeah. We want oh, one giant <laughs> piece of paper falling from the sky. <laughs> one confetti. <laughs> Did you see that fucking Banksy painting that shredded itself? I don't know why I was reminded of that with the paper falling from the sky. Do you not see this? I have not seen this. Oh my god, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it's. I was reminded and I'm sleepy stone, so here we go. And away we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, fucking Banksy. Uh, Okay, so there was, like, a, an auction, like, all these fucking hoity-toity, like, art collectors. I think it, it went for, like, $1.3 million or something. Yeah. Just this Banksy painting, like, in this, like, big kind of, like, gaudy frame. Um, and the second that the gavel, like, was hit mm-hmm. in the auction, and it, it fucking shredded itself. What? We have to look this up. We'll show you. Look. Yeah. What is this? Oh, yeah. This is percentages of who used cannabis in the last three months. And we won. Nova Scotia wins. We won. Did you see? I already commented on that with the band. Uh, Look, oh, we're man. number one. <laughs> <laughs> we're number one. So I'm way ahead of you. Way to celebrate, BC. Sorry, we're, just, we're just overstimulating. Just a bit behind, even though we're considered the capital. I guess you guys are the underground kings. What does that really say, though? Someone on the Halifax Noise thing had commented, like, maybe Nova Scotia just has the, uh, the lowest percentage of liars. <laughs> We're just honest about our weed consumption. Just honest about the fact that there's nothing to do. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. Yeah, once, pe- once lake season's over. 
just smoking weed all winter, yeah, bud. Facts. They're doing this crazy ban on smoking in general, like cigarettes, vaping, cannabis. Cannabis. Why do I call it that? See, cannabis. now we're going to call it fucking cannabis because yeah. the government. Yeah. Weed. Weed. So you can't smoke. <laughs> you can't smoke in public places. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. it's usually four meters from a door or whatever, anywhere yeah. in the city. Now they're going to have designated smoking areas. In Halifax. In Halifax. Yeah, you can't smoke in so, public. So you and they're going to gonna like, regulate it. So They're just going to have little fences up, and it's like, here, here you guys yeah. go. Yeah, little, just, like, fucking box you have to go in. Just congregate yourselves inside of this like, little fenced-off dog park air, like area. Yeah, actually. It's going to be like actually, at Tim Hortons in the 90s. They're going to put up one of those glass, And they'd have like, the little cancer boxes. cages, like yeah. the glass cages you walk into. <laughs> yeah, Hortons. Do you remember this? So <laughs> we did not have those in Saskatchewan. What? Oh, yeah, You could probably still smoke on the fucking street yeah. now too but yeah it's being enforced on the 15th um, i think they're, they're trying so to weird. stop the smoking on the street there yeah i think it was last year they decided that they wanted to stop it but a lot of people are still very I mean, pissed about it i, I get it seems because hard to police it is hard to police i get it people are just stupid when they smoke though sometimes like i, I people smoke. are stupid when they smoke <laughs> well, like, what do you mean no like people will be walking down spring garden like a main sort of dragon Halifax downtown and like just unleash this huge cloud while they're walking. Like oh, people yeah. People walking yeah. through and I'm like, that's yeah. rude. Like, totally. don't do that. If I ever, mm-hmm. if I'm smoking and walking, I'm not going to blow smoke in someone's mm-hmm. face. It's like these people are ruining it for all of us. Oh, totally. If I'm <laughs> oh, like yeah. sitting outside having a smoke at work or something like, and someone walks by, I won't blow. Yeah, because you're smoking. a decent human being. Yeah, well, but like, that's also just poison. Yeah. yeah. It honestly, yeah. I'm choosing to ingest this poison. You are The legalization of weed and all that. Too, I realize that because it's like how how are you gonna tell people not to smoke weed when it's legal? But I would yeah. assume it's just like alcohol. It's like you can't drink on the street. You shouldn't be able to smoke weed on the street, mm. which people still do. But like it's yeah. not a problem. They're not causing shit. People smoke or drink on the street too and don't mm-hmm. cause shit. But like oh, all the time. It's just such a ridiculous rule. And we're gonna be coming back home. Well, you'll be back later. But like to this new rule. And I work on Spring Garden and like go for smoke breaks. Like. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see how that goes down. So I'm going to get all my smoking done while I'm here. Yeah, just get it out of your system. Just quit. Get it in. Get it in while you can. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you keep trying mm. to ask us questions yeah, about next. our careers. And we're just like, have you heard about the smoking? Don't, don't worry. <laughs> so it's like every episode yeah. of this podcast ever half the time. It's just like, hey, you want to ramble down a rat? down this rabbit hole yeah absolutely you know i do do (laughs) okay so being a band from nova scotia we spoke about this a little bit briefly as well Mm -hmm. um what are some of the difficulties because like smoking bands obviously being the first one but i mean you guys are kind of off on your own is there much of a touring circuit out there in the maritime area, it, like, do you guys have to find that you have to try and tour into the states quite often, or to go into Europe? Like, um, we actually, yeah, I guess in the last couple of years, we have probably played. We have we not probably we have definitely played overseas. I don't really more listen to the question. I was trying to boomerang you guys. Yeah, <laughs> had that no worries. I didn't know. <laughs> I deleted like, it. I told you I we have short attention spans. Um, yeah, no, there's not there's not really a ton. Like, so yeah, we're in Halifax. The next kind of big city would be Montreal, and that's like a 14 hour drive, which is, you know, it's a it's a commitment to go. Yeah do that we don't yeah we haven't toured a ton in Canada like we're sitting here obviously in BC right now but Mm -hmm. we're here to record this album but we haven't made it any further west than like Toronto really Mm -hmm. but we've been 
it's hard for quite us, a few countries in Europe and stuff. We haven't made it to the states yet. Yeah. I'm scared of the states right now. Well, yeah, I can't yeah. blame you on that one either. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons to be scared of touring into the states. I mean, it's not exactly musician friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, and, it's really expensive to get there as a Canadian band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just the visas and yeah, everything. exactly. And it's just to try it. Like your first time there, you're generally is going to be your audience's first introduction yeah, to you. Just, you. Like, so. There's no guarantee that you're going to be making that money back. Yeah. I mean, if we could get on a support for a bigger band, yeah, we'd love be, to. That would be our game. Yeah. Basically. Can we come? So if you're a bigger <laughs> band and you're listening, hey. take us somewhere. You'd like us. Yeah, we're pretty good people. Hmm. We're all right. We, we did do like that uh, the Headstones tour, like a few days of the Headstones. It wasn't really a tour, but. Mm. How many shows? Uh, four. Uh, four or five. <laughs> That's a decent uh, I don't run. remember. Moncton. If you count Moncton. If you count Moncton. Because <laughs> Moncton count as a show. Um, we're I from think. the West Coast, so I think we do count it. Cool. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first, folks. But yeah, we uh, we have a little label over in Germany, so we've been over there a handful of times. We do like Germany, Poland, Estonia. Poland, I d- Poland didn't. Poland, Poland was a weird scary. time. We were there like while they were trying to make abortion like completely illegal, oh. and I showed up in my favorite show shirt that just says "Abort Everyone," and like <laughs> the bartenders really didn't like us. And they kept just like, I know that like in in certain countries, like you know, you can the the name of your country is disguisable, you know, or like you know, like Germany, Deutschland, whatever. But like these bartenders were just standing behind the bar going. Canadiana, and I was like, I know what you are saying. You're definitely <laughs> talking about me. <laughs> nobody else yeah. here. Um, so it was just, it was a bit of a weird time. I mean, I think it was just like a bit. Yeah, we 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 didn't have. I just, I know they were being nice, but like their thick accents when they were speaking English, I just thought they were yelling at. Me. <laughs> I kind of like but that. I, I fit I, in. I, Everyone else was angry too. I was just mad and like. I was like, don't talk to me like that. Even though yeah. <laughs> they were just like, can you check your floor, Tom, please? And I was like, why is he yelling at me? Guys? Oh, the same guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he like interrupted us mid-song to tell me not to stand on the, on the drums anymore. It was a weird show, man. We were only there for like two days. We were like, this is weird. it was also when Jill was in the band and like, Kim and Michelle and I, you know, we're fucking gay as the day, but like, I feel like we can pass as like tomboys or something. But Jill is like, hey, Jill, if you're listening, Jill is very much like a butch lesbian woman. And we were like leaving in the airport. And we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. It's been just like a very traumatizing couple of days. And like, the last thing we dealt with was like Buddy with like an AK 47 checking our passports. And he literally threw Jill's passport into her face. And we were just like, we let's get the fuck out of Dodge. We like ran to our gate and just sat there. Like no one ever just sits at their gate for hours and doesn't go to a restaurant. We were just like, this is fucked. We we gotta get out of this country. But maybe that's what scared her out of touring. Yeah, that, that was the it's last. Possible, that was actually. the last time she went. This is the last time overseas. we saw Jill. Yeah, that was the last time we saw her. And that was it. <laughs> what do you guys think about the states? No, no. <laughs> Jill's actually living in the states now yeah. with her wow. wife. Oddly enough. Yeah, she likes it. That's good. Yeah, that's very we'll good. There, I mean, we'll get there soon. Just you know, 
Anyway. Did that answer the question? <laughs> Did that answer your question of how's the, the East Coast music scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the question? Yeah. The yeah, East Coast you toured um, once it's, with the uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. We're like, there's not a lot of punk rock going on. There's so many musicians and like, you know, there's a really supportive scene in I Halifax. think it's going through like another wave because yeah. th- there's this thing called Rockin' for Dollars. It's like an open mic for bands. I know they have one in Alberta. So yeah. the guy from Alberta in Calgary mm-hmm. used to live. Hockey fight, right? Yeah. yeah. He used to live out in the East Coast. Oh, and so he, he actually, like brought he, it here with He actually them. brought cool. it here because yeah. he actually like used to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. cool. I've actually... Uh, Something big. He was in hockey <laughs> fight though, right? With yes, he was in hockey Bacha. fight. Wait, what? Yeah, they were in a band together, Mike Bacha. Oh, I th- I was like, Mike Bacha was in here. I remember seeing right. them at Rockin' for Dollars. Right. Um, but yeah, like I've gone to that because that it's been around for like over ten years. We BJ. played a ten year anniversary. BJ Downey. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, shout out. Uh, shout out, yeah. BJ. <laughs> but now I've gone like the past couple times, and we haven't played that a lot. But like I haven't gone a lot, and it's just like there's a whole new scene of all these bands. Yeah, we're old now. I don't know, but it's. It's awesome. Like, there's the scenes there, but Halifax is just so. They're just trying to keep it down in a way. It's like places have been in, like. There's not a lot of venues. Yeah, venues have been told not. They can't have music anymore because they got complaints from, like, one neighbor who lives uh, down the street. Yeah. Kind of shit. Like, it's like, there's yeah. no. You can't fight it when you have people calling 311 and complaint, making noise yeah, complaints. It's hard to jam. And, like, shutting down these. Like,. Yeah. One of the few venues we have yeah. to yeah. play, and it's like, and the all ages venue now is in danger of being shut down, and like different places have moved. Like, yeah, I guess like places that like you know used to facilitate the punk of, scene, like, yeah, like there's that, just not a lot of it. They're constantly moving around because yeah. they're just being kicked out because they're building condos or like whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's there, it exists, but I feel mm-hmm. like the city is like just. It, almost doing everything they can to prevent it from growing. I don't know anymore. Or maybe it it's right just now. A, a consequence. Or maybe I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's anyway. it's a good scene. It's good. We well we were there. So yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some really cool bands from there, like Walrus. We are fucking great, and and Port Cities. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. there's like a variety of everything. Just Brown, Fungus. Yeah. Hodower. But well, lots of good bands. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there's no, there's not a huge punk scene, so I we feel like yeah, we need to grow a little more. And mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with where we go, but yeah, once we record this album, we'll, we'll see. I don't have a home right now, so <laughs> I'm not tied down to anything. <laughs> I'm just going on tour for a while, so I moved out of my apartment. So that's fair. I'll figure it out when we get home. Maybe fucking this album, we'll go somewhere and we'll just move. So does, right? yeah, we'll see. Yeah, let's just go with the flow. Yeah, see where the wind blows. Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking end up somewhere, bud. <laughs> where are you guys in the recording process? Um, we're just doing pre-pro while we're here in Kelowna. So we've been in a rehearsal studio all day for the the last few days we've been mm-hmm. here, and then we're going straight to Vancouver on what we play our last show for Breakout West is Saturday night. So we head to Vancouver Sunday, and we go in the studio Monday. Oh wow. And then we're going to be there for, I'll be there for like two weeks, a little over two weeks. And you guys will be there for like three, three weeks or so. And then, yeah, 
she done, then we got to mix it and shit. But we're recording with Howard Redd, a cop, which oh, is pretty exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's very exciting. Should be cool. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's actually staying with us. Yeah, he's staying. We gave him the, the room with the he door. The only room with oh, really? Bed. Yeah. Bed. Dave nice. and I are in bunk beds, and Michelle and Kim are out here on the... On the couch, beds. yeah, couchy, yeah, bed, we, sofa, we thingies. Bed. Yeah, but we've been talking to him for a while. But we've the first time we met him in person was a few days ago, and we're yeah. just like living together and doing this shit, spending okay. a lot of time. And yeah, he's gonna hate us soon. It's hmm. pretty cool. So yeah, sort of just definitely. hanging out with the band, getting the vibe, and yeah, we've just been like in a rehearsal yeah. space, just like kind of tearing the songs. Well, not tearing mm. them apart. He's been for months. We've been kind of back and forth. He's been sending us notes. So we've been kind of like yeah. working remotely. So we're just kind of like finessing them a little bit now before it's we good. head we've to the studio. It's good. We've never really like been in a situation where you've had a producer so like hands on and like, yeah, just helping us make these songs like fucking amazing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also just like helping us not doubt ourselves that we've written some really good shit too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. He's very encouraging, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. I would never be able to work with a producer that would yeah. just like. It's pretty crazy that we're just like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna come all the way to fucking bc to do this mm-hmm. let's hope it go and like yeah. but like leading up to it talking to him and skyping with him we're just like no he's a cool dude like he gives yeah. a shit yeah, he's no, at the not. skate park right now yeah sounds super chill super chill indeed but of course i want to know how you guys went ahead and set up the plans for recording in BC, whether you guys knew that you were going to be coming to BC to record or whether you just happened to book Breakout West first. How did it all go down? I really want to know all these details. But of course, before I go ahead and do that, we're going to take another small break. We're going to be playing another song off of the High Hopes EP really soon. But of course, before we go ahead and do that, I want to mention that we are launching our Patreon very soon and there is going to be all sorts of different things that you can get with that. There is going to be a blooper reel from all the idiotic mess ups and things that I say during these mid rolls. You guys don't know how many times I stumble and bumble. Well, I am going to actually start recording video of it and I'm going to be throwing it up on the Patreon site. There's going to be sendings of postcards, pins, stickers, all sorts of things. There's going to be four different tiers for all of those of you that want to support on different levels. There's small levels and every level gets a benefit, something special from the Desert Tiger podcast. We are going to be launching our Patreon next week. That's right, next week. So keep your eyes open for that. But of course, if that is too long, you're dying to support the show, but you can't wait. You can maybe go ahead and share this episode or any of your favorite episodes in the DTP backlog because that helps us out more than you could know. Or else you can always head on over to one of our social medias, DM us and cop yourself a Desert Tiger shirt. North American orders, $25 plus shipping. International orders, $30 plus shipping. That's right, we found a way to knock down shipping prices in North America. Yay! In those orders, you will also be included with some free stickers and a personal handwritten note from Jaboy thanking you for your support. 
because it allows me to do so many beautiful, wonderful things with Desert Tiger, and it allows me to keep high hopes for the future of the show. We are booked like well into May right now. We are booking shows in May and June, so we have tons of great content on the way for you. So high hopes for the future of the show, just like High Hopes is the album that we are playing tracks from from like a motorcycle in this next track happens to be entitled dead finger Desert Tiger Podcast. Book Breakout West first, or did you guys know that you were planning on recording first? Well, we yeah. wanted to record with him, so then 
I schemed up a plan that if we got into Breakout West, we could access some showcasing funding to pay for our flights to come ah. out here. And then that would be I thought a- we got into the show and they were like, we don't know if we could do it, but well, if we decide. Because we were going to record, we were going to bring him to Halifax. Yeah. And, try and, and then everything way. just kind of worked out. We were able to stone a bunch of birds at once. So yeah, uh, I forget what you asked me. <laughs> well, basically, <laughs> did we book Breakout And that's West how be- you make... We Water got into chestnuts. Breakout West, and we were like, fuck, we can oh, right, record yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Two birds stoned at once. Yeah. You answered the question yeah. pretty well. So we're stoked, yeah. too, because like, we uh, we very recently had like, uh, parted ways with our label and management and stuff, so we're kind of out here. Like it, The West Coast kind of makes a little bit more sense for us in terms yeah. of like our genre of music, so we're also pretty stoked to like try and you know assemble, maybe get an agent out here, assemble a new team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm uh, just proud of us for getting out here and like, yeah. Planning all this shit. I'm like, proud of us for getting to the airport so early in the morning. <laughs> Fuck. We did really good. <laughs> yeah, we had to be there for No one had a. any weed on them when we went through security. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Usually nice. one of us gets on a plane. Funny story. Yeah, yeah, we were going to Brighton, and <laughs> we go through security in Halifax, which is always super chill. Even then, they were super chill. They really yeah. didn't. They, they, it's they just give a, bunch a fuck. It's like, chill lesbians <laughs> like, working. Just, and, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could probably... <laughs> Anyways, we get on the planes, international flight. I think that's we were with our old manager and it was like us and Katie and I were sitting in the same row and she just sits down and Katie like is a pretty like you know when you just sit down and like it's like your entire body like she <laughs> this is the way she moves sometimes bowling last night you were just like spazzing out and throwing them anyway but I'm very yeah, it's like it's like a heavy walker kind of thing, but like sitting in chairs. I, I understand that you <laughs> yeah. move like somebody twice your yeah. size. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a lot to make up for. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Katie's sitting here at like three foot five. No, <laughs> she sits down in the the plane seat and like this huge whiff like of air, of weedy air goes into her nose. And yeah, we like, both just what? looked at each other. And she's, I was like, like, <sighs> she's like, I just like got a huge whiff of weed. And she's like, I washed all my shit. Like, it's impossible. Like, I can't, I, I washed understand. everything because the trip before that, we were coming home from Estonia. And for whatever reason, they nabbed me in the Montreal airport and like interrogated me for like two hours. I missed oh, my what? flight. I had to stay in Montreal overnight. So I was like, there is going to be nothing on me. Not that there was anything on me before. Yeah. I was just paranoid. <sighs> I mentioned before I'm a very anxious person, so I like washed everything, and fucking just like I, I got really drunk a couple nights before we went away, and I lost a bag of weed, and I was like silly me, I smoked all my weed, no, it was in the pocket of my jacket, and yeah, we I just like reached in, and the two of us were just like, what the fuck? We're just like we have to eat it. Yeah. Well, I went to the the, the bathroom, and I was like, fuck, like I'm not, I'm gonna, fuck, fuck. And I was like flipping out, and then I was like, "Well, wait, I'm already on the plane. I went through security. Like, I'm here. Yeah, it, I don't understand. I'm not gonna flush it." So I came back, Michelle and I got like one of those little bottles of wine each, and just like ate all the weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's how you. And that's how you get really high. <laughs> that's how you get security with weed. I, don't know. I can't really tell though, because we used to drink. Like Michelle doesn't drink anymore, and we've we've chilled out quite a bit, but like. We used to drink so many of those little bottles of wine on like the overseas, like yeah, the booze whole time. They yeah, would get annoyed flights, they just how much you. we would what? constantly get at yeah. them. And we're not sometimes like, like sometimes you get one that would be like pissed, but sometimes like yeah, like I'd just have be to, like keep them coming. I'd go get, back like, once you get like your girl. Yeah, like, I'd go back yeah. and ask, and like John, our old manager, would be asleep and be like, "Can I get another beer for my dad?" 
because I just got one. <laughs> so I'd be like, can I get one for my dad? Like, we'd come up with these like schemes to get extra yeah. beer. And we'd be like, whoever's sleeping next to you would be like, oh yeah, they wanted one, but like when they wake up, so I want to. Yeah, like, kind of shit. There'd just be a graveyard of empty. But like Katie said, some of them were super chill, but some like were just like, oh, we ran out of beer. And we're like, you did not we run out of beer not. on this flight. We'd be like, John, ask for a beer, and they'd bring them one. And they'd bring them one, and we'd give it to us, and they'd be like, Susan, yeah, I know you're lying to me, and you have more butterflies back there. It's just you gotta take advantage of that, right? You're already paying that much to fly over there, so yeah. Everyone, I always ask, like, did did that get you stoned when you ate the weed? I'm like, I don't know, because there were so many little cute balls of wine involved too. But by the time it would have taken effect, it didn't really matter. It was literally like I don't know. I was like fucking eight episodes deep into convenience. Nah. So that's, yeah. I don't think that would have done much then. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. It's just weed. Just <laughs> weed, man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What yeah. What harm does it truly do? Seriously. We're so chill None. now. None harm. <laughs> None. Except making the fast food workers do their job even more. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. All right. So let's dive a little bit into your influences, not only musically, but also personally. Who are the people who helped define you and help influence you back when you were growing up, like in your high school years and those really crucial developments? Huh. Oh, I wow, wow, wow. I always hate this question. Um, like personally or like musically? Our band sounds like... See, I'm not oh. looking for your band. I'm looking yeah, for you. you. Oh, just me? You. Miss no, no. Yeah. See, see, everybody always asks the band, what is your inf- I'm interested yeah. in the person individually. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Just you. I, I don't know. I mean, in high school, I listened to a lot of The Strokes. And yes. Riley Kylie was, like, my thing. I realized Jenny Lewis is, like, a pretty big influence, although, like, it's different than the music I sort of play now. But, um... Yeah, but I also really like old shit, like Heart and Queen, and like I consistently listened to Journey in high school for whatever reason. It was like the only CD in my mom's car, and I, I don't know. It's like a combination of all that shit. I can't really pinpoint a moment where I was like, yes. I feel like it was a bunch of moments, but I don't know. That's that's my influences, I guess I could say. Who are your personal heroes? I don't really Let's know. Let's get a tear going here. No, I'm not going to it. I want to see no. you cry. That wasn't part of the question, was it? Yeah. It was part Personal of the question. Heroes? Yeah. Yes. Like who helped you? It wasn't just musically. It was actually like, who helped build who you are today? I feel like I'm in therapy. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you guys are like. I'm, no, man, I'm not yeah. trying to give you today, like a basic well, like every day. Jenny, Jenny Lewis, who's... You know her personally. Kylie. I don't know her personally, but... She's pretty big influence. Um, Anne and Nancy. Um, we want personal. We really want to. We really want to get to. No, right no, I'm not the doing this today. You, I'm not doing this today. No, we don't have to get that deep. Next, <laughs> next, next, next. Um. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. I like Brody Dow. Yeah, Distillers, obviously. If anyone's heard me or seen me that's Katie, pretty obvious yeah i don't know i listened to a lot of like i was a pretty i was such a, an emo little fucker so i listened to a lot of like saves thing get up kids and shit like that growing up uh weaker thans i love the weaker thans uh i don't fucking know i listen to a lot of like See, really loud shit it's not such an easy question pixies nirvana, yeah, pixies, nirvana. pixies are my favorite ever i think maybe interpol 
Mm-hmm. Who else do I like? I was like, when I was like, well, I mean, you two, you're only like two years older than me, but it was just like, you know, well, you lived in the woods, though. Yeah. When I got Napster, my mind just exploded. Yeah, my dial-up <laughs> <laughs> did not. <gasps> yeah, that was like, that like was a Napster. wild time. Yeah, just lots of fucking emo and shit. I was a very emotional human. Not anymore, though. No, <laughs> not we, since, we cut all those out. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up like, I, I totally like grew up thinking that I was going to be like a professional skateboarder. So I had a lot of cool dudes in my life that just like kind of showed me pretty good music at, at a young age and were like encouraged me to play guitar and shit like that. I never thought I'd actually be be doing it, but. You're doing it. Yeah. I'm going for it. This yeah, is your life now. I used to play a guitar on a tennis racket quite a bit in my day. Yeah. So hmm. I never thought I'd be doing it. It's, it's a nice little surprise. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Sweet check. Uh-huh. Go. Sweet check. <laughs> go. All right. Once the album is in the bag, like, yeah. what is you guys' plan for that? Because you <laughs> said that you stepped away from your label. So yeah. are you guys planning on shopping it around? Are you planning on yeah, doing exactly. the whole DIY method? What is the plan for that? Well, I mean, obviously, we're not going to hang on to it if we never get any representation yeah. or people to work with us. But I think that is our goal right now is yeah. to get some people or like shop it around or yeah. I don't think uh I mean uh Howard um our producer he's uh he's like worked with a lot of like our you know favorite Canadian artists and like big Canadian artists so he's got a lot of he's got a lot of connections so I'm really we're we're feeling pretty confident that we'll be able to you know have a couple options to like find the the proper home for this album um but we need to have it, so we're, yeah. we're, we're excited to have it. Yeah, we're excited to, to finally give, have to it mixed like, have hand. something to shop around, because mm-hmm. like, right now it's like we we have some demos, but... You don't want to send too many wanna... people your demos, no. and then, you no. know, it's like, oh, I've heard that. Yeah. So it's just, you know, wait and get that final product in hand, and then, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have a couple people uh, knock it on our door, but, mm-hmm. you know, if not, I mean, the industry's changed so fucking much just in the last few years and like i mean up until our last album like we 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 only put our last album out as like kind of a licensing deal with our old label like we already had it recorded and in the end and like i'm a designer and photographer so it's like kim like we all have our certain roles within the band and like we were doing it totally independently until you know they were like yeah we'll help you like they were basically they helped us with distro yeah. for our last album, but it's like it was pressed and in hand and fully done yeah. um, by the time we even met those guys. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really think it, it'll be an issue, but we definitely have the, the toolkit to put it out regardless. But hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll find the right home with it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned that the West Coast sort of has a good vibe for you, and you also said that you're not really sure where the band is going to end up. Yeah. Is the West Coast somewhere that you guys would like to possibly end up in the future? I fucking loving Kelowna. Holy shit. Kelowna's People just keep giving us shit. Like free yeah. weed, free, free weed, weed. Like strangers. Beer. We met this guy, Kevin, last night yeah. who wants us to take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He's, no, okay. he went from like zero to yeah. insane in like <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> so he like had this one hitter and he's like two getting minutes. us to like smoke it. And he had this crazy lighter, which he was just really pumped about. But then he was like, oh, weed's going to be legal soon. Like, what do you think would happen if I had two big suitcases full of yeah. weed? Kevin, like, on an airplane, we're like, that's a stupid idea. You know, sometimes when you meet someone or you're hanging out with someone, and like, wh- wh- whether it's weed or beer, but it's like, they just 
they've got two completely different gears, you know? Like, yeah. like, like we just smoked like this little one-hitter with this guy outside, and Kevin just, yeah, that was the perfect Kevin. description. <laughs> I love that we know his name. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like he smoked this, and then he unbuttoned a couple of the buttons on his shirt, and he was just a new guy, and I liked <laughs> the old guy better. <laughs> like, yeah. Kevin was nicer than, anyway. So far, our experience in uh, BC in general it's been really great. good. Like I think we would do okay if we decided to come here, but it's like yeah. it is a lot to consider. Um, I mean, we could end up in Toronto or something, but mm-hmm. like I think Definitely we're just going to yeah. Well, yeah, we're just going to go where or stay wherever it is best for, for us wherever to, you to will grow. continue to grow <laughs> free weed. Yeah. We will be Whoever, wherever the best weed is, that's <laughs> where we're we're going to end up. We will go. And of course. <laughs> I guess we'll play some soda shows. water. I like soda water. <laughs> So you guys are that extra 3% that mm-hmm. Nova Scotia has over BC. So once you guys move here, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we'll be solid, right? Cannabis yeah, stats. Well, yes. yeah. So we'll, we'll bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> we win. Everywhere we go. <laughs> I love that. I love that Nova Scotia is the highest. I mean, I believe it. It makes sense. I really like few people said, don't smoke. Like, how many people do you know that just, like, don't smoke weed like, at all? Like, ever? one out of the thousand. <laughs> one yeah, out one of a thousand. thousand. My mm-hmm. thousand friends, I'm one of them doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> That's a real Ellen. stat. <laughs> no, Ellen smokes weed. Yeah, I, yeah, I, actually, I know. As soon as I said Ellen, I'm like, Ellen actually smokes a ton of yeah, weed. Yeah, she loves the weed. Yeah. If you guys just want to let the listeners know where they can find out more about the band, where they can find your music, all that sort of stuff, Google. Google. No, um, <laughs> we're on all the things. I guess we're most active on Instagram. Yeah. We're pretty funny. We're we're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Instagram like, is pretty like consistent and yeah. current and instant yeah. <laughs> but we do the other things when we have to but like that's our preferred go like a motorcycle.com for shit yeah a typical website shit um facebook if you're gonna get into the algorithm of liking our band and following i don't know Everyone it's like just get off facebook Facebook's yeah we have some weird. shit on youtube and Bandcamp get off as well. it so i didn't have to be on it to promote the band if everyone like else get off and then i can get off saying google like a motorcycle is probably yeah. the best it'll give you we're some on options spotify. Yes. we're on all that fucking shit our Actually, spotify yeah. numbers are really go to spotify low. follow us on spotify yeah i think it's because like for some reason like our last album just really really resonated with like 50 year old men like i <laughs> swear to god like you should have saw us it's on tour true. with the headstones we sold out of merchandise after our second show it was like we were like getting paid like five hundred dollars a show like we weren't getting paid a lot like 500 bucks a show maybe to open for the headstones and we were selling like a thousand bucks in gear and mm-hmm. in gear <laughs> i was like what kind of merch come get your lamb gear <laughs> do i have gear for you um but yeah it was it's crazy but we we're just like yeah like Older dudes, for whatever reason, love us. So we make them think we'll of their like younger punk days. Yeah, the older dudes are not on Spotify, but yeah, find us on Spotify. Well, we'll have a new album soon. Well, a lot of like the people who are Headstones fans, like the Headstones, were like yeah. into punk in their earlier years, and like yeah. they were very big into like Teenage Head, mm-hmm. who are like one of like the bigger early Canadian bands, yeah, who a yeah. lot of people actually don't know about. So it's it is like you get a lot of that classic punk crowd who probably can like really appreciate your sound for yeah. sure. Oh, uh, it was actually really awesome and like you know they're of the age now that it's like they have expendable income. Yeah, so they one just dude bought up. like four. Sh- he kept coming back. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get one for my my nephew, and he's like. He comes back a little later. He's like, oh, yeah, my uh, brother-in-law. I'm going to get one for him as well. It's yeah, like, they were so nice. They were just you like, just getting these they, for you? They, they just had mm. this mentality, too, where it's like, look at these 
fucking kids you know which is really funny our first show dave was like walking by the bar and he like after we played and he heard this one person lean into someone else and was like did you see those fucking kids up there we're all like i'm the youngest one i'll be 30 in two months <laughs> like, but it's just like compared to the other people you look like, like yeah, kids but... i do look very very young but surprise boobs are sagging Sure. Um, <laughs> just kidding um, but yeah but I don't know it was like it was great because I feel like it was just like there was like this weird like kin like sense of like kinship where they were like look at those little these little fuckers go like you know like they just wanted to kind of help us out like they were giving us like joy like I don't know I would go on tour the headstones again anytime their yeah. audience is fucking wicked and they're yeah. like diehard there were people that would like follow them around from city to city mm-hmm. just so nice and, they and then they come meet us, us and, and they gave like, us free weed all the time super too. personal we're like climbing all over everyone yeah. we were like you know knew some of the the, the audience members by like the hmm. time we were done like because they'd be found yeah they came to like multiple city. shows and oh dang cool, man i'd love to go out uh hugh hugh dylan's like the coolest dude it's uh anyway why are we talking about this yeah listen to, to us find on us spotify find us. <laughs> did, did you guys actually like get to like <laughs> spend time with hugh and the headstones you wanted to produce our album we just what did. yeah Hugh is like the nicest dude i like I text this guy all the time if I have like personal problems and stuff. He's like the nicest dude ever. We were gonna go record with him, but we like the label we were with. We didn't feel comfortable taking like the the amount of money that it would have cost. Yeah, it was just like a really bad. It didn't work out. It it would have put you in a bad spot. Yeah, and Hugh gets that. He's like he's the nicest fucking dude ever. Like we messaged him once we finally got like this BC grant. Yeah, come record with Howard, and he's just like so supportive. But yeah, no, he's like super nice. He's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like just this sober, like very intense. Like he just wants to have like real conversations with you. So yeah, he'd track us down after the shows and just like he was the nicest dude ever. Like super super personable. The rest of the band was pretty sweet too. Yeah, we we got pretty like buddy buddy with their security guard Sean. Remember him? Oh my god. He was like super hard at the beginning. He's stuff by the end of it. Yeah, he's like these kids. I don't know what they're gonna do. Security guard and shit, but like he was with them the whole time. And at the beginning, he was kind of like. Who are these fucking these street kids? Weirdos. What the hell are they doing in here? Why do they have instruments? They're obviously homeless. Like, but then like Hugh, Hugh. By the fourth did, did day, did you promise these kids cans? Yeah, seriously. exactly. But by the fourth day, like Katie said, like she was like on his back. Like he fucking loved us. Like that was like the biggest hug I got from many of them when we we ended the tour. But I got pretty close with the, uh, the drummer Jesse too. He was pretty rad. Yeah, he was like super chill. They're wicked. Dudes. Yeah, they're putting out a but new album them, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I so believe. Yeah, hopefully we can hop on a tour. I think they're on tour like yes. right away, actually. Yeah, they just like re-released uh, Picture, Picture Health. Health. Yeah, yes. it's like the 10th anniversary or 20th oh. anniversary. Oh, it's longer than that. 20, I yeah, think. It's, it's a while, but yeah. I think like Picture Health was like, I think it's 25th. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I think it's 25th. Yeah, anyway, those guys fucking rule. But uh, yeah, our Spotify numbers are low. Go, go, go Spotify. Go Fuck yeah, they are. I was actually like 4,000 for quite a few of you guys' songs. I was pretty impressed. Uh, yeah, I think we've got like literally like 200 subscribers. Fo- yeah, like, it's whatever, low. Whatever. It's bad. We need your help. Need your help. Listen Subscribe. <laughs> Yo. Um, and yeah, we're just right. fucking, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. It was yeah. a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, that was great. A big thank you to Katie and Michelle of Like a Motorcycle for taking time during their very busy Breakout West weekend. They had two showcases to play that weekend. They were pre-tracking for the album that they were just about to go into the studio to record literally a few days after I talked to them. 
So I'm very grateful that they managed to make the time to smoke a J with your boy and get lost in a whole lot of conversation because would it be a true Desert Tiger episode if we didn't get a little bit lost and turn things from an interview into a conversation because that's where the true gold is. I also want to go ahead and thank you guys, the listeners here at the Desert Tiger Podcast, for once again tuning in to this episode, for once again doing the wonderful things that you do. If you happened to enjoy this episode, please consider sharing it on your social media with your friends and your family because that helps the show reach new people all the time. And I'm so very grateful to those of you who do go ahead and do that. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, maybe you want to hit follow on Spotify. Maybe you want to hit subscribe on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on whatever service you are listening on right now. I would be forever thankful to you for going ahead and doing that. So you guys, thank you so very much. Next week on the show, I might drop... Next week might be my doubleheader week. I have an episode sitting on deck from a group from North Carolina called Smoke from All the Friction. And I also have an interview from Tom Steven. He happened to be the drummer slash manager of Jeff Healy. Who, and he recently wrote a book about his experiences with Jeff Healy. So we might have a doubleheader with that one next week. Or else I might just drop up the Tom Steffen one and then have smoke from all the friction the week after that when I have one of Canada's most celebrated hip-hop artists on the show on March 21st. Like I said, we are booking into May and June right now. Very excited for everything that is on the horizon. So I hope that you guys stay tuned to the Desert Tiger podcast as we continue to grow in 2019 and hopefully you guys are continuing to grow in your 2019 as well so go on get out there and find your dave